Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, family? This is the conclusion to our Am I Really a Follower of Christ podcast with Pastor Terrence Matthews and Pastor Christian Rose. I pray that you guys listen to the first part. You know, we really laid a foundation and begin to talk about some things. But in this second part, we're going to really dig into some more things. And I think it will be encouraging to you. So if you have not listened to the first part, please go back and listen to that first and then come back here and listen to this one. But listen, I'm not going to keep on talking. We're just going to hop right back into the podcast. But until the next time I talk to you guys again, Shalom. You guys brought you know, both brought up a really good point and it, and it kind of, well, really it is what I wanted to convey to the audience or, or, or ask the question to the audience, those that are listening, even amongst ourselves, you know, just being a part of the, the podcast and that's, am I really a follower of Christ? You know, am, am I just a Christian in name or am I truly a follower of Christ? And it's interesting what you both brought up because you know, when you think about it, it's scary that the Bible that these individuals are reading from and saying these things from, in there we see hardships. We see a lot of hardships. We see a lot of brothers and sisters that go through so many different things in their lives, but at the end of them going through, you know, every theme is the same. You know, every outcome is the same. Jesus is Lord. God is a deliverer. You know, God is my savior. You know, it's, it's always the same outcome, but it's amazing that, you know, when you see people and, and, and once again, you both said it, it's from the teaching, it's from the things that's being put out there from the pulpit and, and, you know, a lot of the mentality, especially in America, like the, the Western Christianity, it's like, we see all of these hardships in there and we don't really show the people love by letting them know that, listen, there's, there's a suffering side to this as well, which when we look in Romans eight, it says, listen, that's a blessed thing. You know, that if you're suffering for Christ's sake, that's an awesome thing, you know, not suffering as a busybody or somebody else, you know, or somebody in other people's business, but as a follower of Christ, that's a great thing. Like what we've seen on the documentary, nobody wants to go through that physical beating or nobody doesn't want to lose their life. But listen, it's a blessing to suffer for the Lord. And, and, you know, we're not even, and, and I say we, not necessarily us on the podcast, but when you see people, and I don't even want to say we, because once again, that's one of the points that I've, I've been trying to make is that, and even with this conversation is that everybody that say they belong to the Lord don't belong to the Lord, you know, but it's sad that, you know, where we are in this day and age, we're still getting a lot of the messages and preaching that we were getting years ago, you know, pre COVID and pre, you know, look, somebody just ran an SUV through a bunch of people yesterday. I think somewhere it's like, it's like crazy out here. You know what I mean? And for us to not be honest with the people of God, like, listen, you know, the world is heading where it's heading, 
but don't be discouraged, you know, when they when they hate you because they hated the Lord too. Don't be discouraged when you go through a little something because that's that's just building up your testimony. That's it's not gonna last. That scripture is so beautiful where it says, listen, you know. The, the glory that's going to be revealed after this, like nothing can compare to that. Like, and what, and what that speaks to me, and I want to slow down because I feel like I'm getting anxious now, but what that says to me is that when we finally get with the Lord and, and we're, we're, we're fellowshipping with him and, and, you know, we're with him for eternity, man, we going to look back and say, man, I would have went through that a thousand times. For where I am right now, are you sit, man? Send me back. Let me go through it a million times, Jesus. You know, mm. because once we see what what is waiting on the other side, we think we know, and and we shouldn't. We should realize that because look at how good God has been to us and the things that He's done for us that we just didn't even expect that He would do, and how that blew our mind. So just mm. imagine what Revelations talk about. You sitting there and the Lord is just chilling right there, like among, it's like, what? Mm. Like that, what we going through now can't even compare. But the sad thing that, you know, we not even talking about the hardships. Like we almost make, you got some preachers that almost make hardships as if, if you have hardships, then that mean you don't have faith. Well, you don't have time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know, mm. you're not giving enough. And, and I think Mm-mm. what we see is, and what we have to break out of or, or help the people to break out of. And, and, and for me, it it had to happen for me. You know, I really had to fall back the last five, six years and analyze what was going on in the church world. Cause it just didn't add up to me. I'm reading the Bible. I hear what they saying, but I'm like, it's just not adding up, but it's that routine and that tradition. Like you hear things like, Oh, just, just bring the kids to church and they'll be all right. But it's like, no, that's fine. But we got to teach them too. Like I sit down and, and have a conversation with my sons about the word, you know? Mm. There, there was something you said, um, you talked about uh, real quick. You, you said that, um, you know, there's a lot of scriptures dealing with, with hardship, right? I think one of, one of the things that a lot of preachers have, have learned to do is they've learned to get to the, the victory portion. Mm. Um, they always preach the triumph of all of these lessons or all of these scriptures that they that that actually has some triumph at the end of it and so they completely even if they mention the hardship it it's like a it's a it's a a, a quick over overview mm-hmm. and let's get to um the part where they overcame and experience mm-hmm. right so it's like you know say using job as an example right every time someone teaches job right they'll 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 teach some of the they'll teach some of the things that Job experienced, but they go straight to the end. They go straight to the part where he was restored seven, you know, ten times, seven times. He was, you know, he got he got trouble. Right, right, exactly. And so they go. So, so that's the thing. It's like even if they mention it, right? You want to preach about Jeremiah? Oh, you know how he how he prophesied, but then you don't want to talk about how he prophesied as a slave. You know, mm-hmm. how he prophesied during during one of you know the hardest you know, uh, 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 periods in, in Israel's history. You want to talk about Daniel, right? You want to preach about Daniel, how Daniel, you know, you know, God delivered him from the den of the lion, you know, all these different things, but you don't want to talk about even Daniel, you know, doing all of this stuff, being promoted from a slave. You want to talk about Joseph and they always talk about, you know, you know, from the pit to the palace, but you don't talk about, <laughs> you know, the point where this man was literally in a, a, a you know, put in a pit to die. 
you know, you don't deal, you don't deal, you don't bring no, that aspect of the story to life, how he was sold into slavery mm-hmm. and could have lost his life during that point. You know, you don't deal with that. It's always, you know, you, you kind of skim over it and then you get straight to the part of where, you know, they were, they were, they were blessed. And yeah. so you miss the opportunity to be able to bring to light um, the truth about the, 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 the tribulations of the faith. And yes, there's an expectation that, you know, God is going to uh, deliver. God is going to bring us out. But what if he doesn't? Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I think a lot of people miss. What if he doesn't? What if, what if I, what if I get sick? And, and, you know, what if I get diagnosed with cancer and God doesn't deliver me, right? What if he doesn't? And that's the, you know, things like that. Or, or, or what if, you know, uh, 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 a loved one of mine is getting into a tragic accident and they're in a coma and we're praying, we're praying, we're praying that God opens their eyes. But what if he doesn't? And so these are, these are harsh realities for um, a lot of people. Right. The reality is people die from cancer. People die from car accidents. People, you know, tragic things happen on a daily basis. And so what 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 happens if you find yourself on the ends of of, of one of these, uh, you know, these these trials, these tribulations, these hardships? Mm. Is God still not God? And I think that's the point that um, a, a lot of uh, uh, Christians miss is that. There is there, there 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 is a there is some trials that come with the faith, and you know, does God deliver us from them all? And in some cases, in many cases, no. But 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 it's but it's not always it's it's not always you know what God does. It's it's how we react to that, or how especially if we if we are still fortunate to have our lives how do we overcome or how do we stand in the midst of those trials do we still believe and trust god the same way we did when he promoted us when we got the promotion on the job when we bought the new house when we bought the new car when we when we when we you know when we got married when we had are we are we still able to trust god the same way worship uh, adore god praise god the same way when we also, when we face the hardship, and that's something that a lot of believers have to, you know, have to come to the to the, to the forefront is, you know, we, we all have these obstacles that we have to face, and is God still God when we're facing them? Christian, you wanted to add on to that? Yeah, I mean, so many things uh, came to mind. Um, I, I think about when I got married, and um, um, me and my wife we went through a, a period where financially we were really, really, really struggling. I mean, we, we had moved uh, to Waterbury. Um, the money was really low for the first, I don't know, first few months of us living there. We didn't have any furniture. We, we were on like a air mattress, a twin size air mattress. We had a baby. She slept in a playpen. Um, I mean, it was really rough. We had no furniture at all, no couch, no bed, no, no just the air mattress. Mm. And we were driving uh, to New York City um, to work at a church. Um, and, you know, they, they were not paying us much because they didn't have much. And we were just, you know, toughing it out. And it was difficult, but, you know, I, I loved my wife and 
she loved me and we laughed so much, you know, together. And, you know, we enjoyed each other's company and it just felt like, man, you know, this is tough, but because I'm with her, you know what I mean? We're able to get through it and it almost doesn't feel like we're going through what we're going through. Like when you hear it, like, or I tell it to people, it might sound crazy, Mm. but when we were going through it, it didn't feel as crazy as it was. I bring that up because I think about um, the scripture that says, yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, you know, I fear no evil because you are with me. And and that's what Christianity is to me, right? It's like no matter what's going on, like if the bill isn't paid, like if the car breaks down, if I don't get that promotion, if I don't get that job, mm-hmm. it's still sweet. You know, because we have Christ, Mm. you know, he's everything. Paul says it like this, to live is Christ and to die is gain. It's a win-win, right? No matter what is going on. Paul goes on to say, like, Paul got this thing so good that he was like, yeah, I want to know you. Christ, I want to know you not only in the power of your resurrection, but also in the fellowship of your suffering. I want to know what it feels like. Right. Or or what you felt like to suffer for persecution, you know, and, and I'm and I do that knowing that God is with me. Mm. And and so there's a there's a there's a, a peace that passes all understanding uh, when you understand God is with you and you understand the value of that, you know, and, and I feel like that's what's what's missing. Like people think that Christ is the uh, means to an end, <laughs> right? Like, like on my way to the blessing, I pick up Jesus, who's going to help me get there. Mm. And he is our reward, right? <laughs> and and when he begins to bless us, I'm like, man, God, you blessed me so good. I didn't even need that, but thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was good with you, <laughs> you know, but you gave me, that's what it's supposed to be, like, it's supposed to when you when we get these blessings, it's supposed to be the frosting or the or the extra. You know what I mean? And he's just gift giving us gifts and blessings, and we just thank thank him for it. But you know that's not what's supposed to be. Uh, you know, fulfilling us. That's not what's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about him and and our walk with him. And so I think you know somewhere along the way we've lost that. And uh, yeah, and and, and uh, I think the sooner we get back to just teaching people uh, about relationship, about, you know, sticking it out with them. I I think the Bible is, you know, and I'm going to wrap it up, what I'm saying anyway, wrap it up. But like God intentionally uses like these parallels. He calls himself a father. So when we start to conceptualize how we interact with him, how he loves us, how he sees us, you know, putting him in the role of a father and walking through that, like would a father say this, would a father do that? You know, it helps you to understand. One of the things that uh, Jesus calls the church is the bride, you know, what we call it, the church is the bride of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I use that example of me and my wife and, and you know, and how just being with her and her being with me, like it, it eased the suffering to the point where it's like not even suffering, you know, because we have each other. And I think I think that's what it's supposed to be like when we're walking with Christ. Amen. Amen. And and you guys, you know, you highlighted, you know, you highlighted that so beautifully 
And that was one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to have you guys on. Like I said, I, I wanted to kind of pose that question to to the audience. Am I really a follower of Christ? But not only that, but just to have this conversation, because these are conversations that sometimes we don't have in church. You know, mm-hmm. like when I started really, you know, the, the more I started preaching, you know, over the years and just learning certain things. One thing I started realizing was, listen, we got to when we preach, we got to give both sides of this. You know, we, we can't just like T was saying, we can't just jump to the end of the story. We can't just tell you a little bit about what Joe went through and how the enemy did this. You know, and, and guess what? We tell a little tiny bit of that. We don't even stay on that long enough. Like, <laughs> like everybody died. Like, do you understand? Like, as children, is yeah. you know, like we need to talk about this. You know, not jump to the double for your trouble. Even you know, with Joseph, I always think about that story. Like, think about it. This is his brothers. You know, this is this is like Trev taking Trey somewhere, like, and just putting them in a pit. It's like, like he would be like, Trev, brother, like, you know, the way they are together. It's like, these are your brothers. And you know what I think about when he was in that pit? Think about when he finally heard voices coming. It's like, oh, yes, you know, they're back. But he gets taken out of the pit and then sold. Like, these are the things that we got to talk about. You know, yeah. like, like, God is good all the time, and he has never left me nor for, forsook me. But at the end of the day, there will be trouble, you know? Be. And that's what we want you guys to understand. There will be trouble. And what makes us true followers of Christ is that when that trouble comes or those sunny days, that we still look at Christ, you know, as, as the same as, as we always felt he was. It's just like when you first get saved, it's like, you know, nothing can go wrong in your life. You feel like, you know, every day is a beautiful day, you know, but Mm. I think about the children of Israel, what happened when they, when they, when they were led out of there, it was a party, but not many days after, listen, it's time for the rubber to meet the road. Now, you know, do you truly believe what you say you believe? Are you, are you truly excited about me bringing you out and changing your life, you know, or are you going to talk about going back to Egypt? You know, because now you see that it just wasn't about the gold and all that stuff you took with you. No, there's a price to pay for all of this or, or, or you know, and that price is there's going to be some suffering. There's going to be some going through because trials really trials teach us about the Lord and who he really is. And they teach mm-hmm. us about ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and yep, I was, I was yep. telling somebody the other day, I said, think about this. Think about how dangerous it really is in the world. Think about you just driving on the highway and the truck driver that ain't slept all night or he texting like, you know, it's just so many dangers around us. And Christ keeps us through that every single day. You know, we don't know everybody that live. You know, we don't know everybody that live next door to us. I remember Mm -hmm. um, I think where our church is. Um, we, they found out that somebody in one of those houses, like had somebody captive in there and was doing all this crazy stuff. Like, this is how crazy it is out here, but God keeps us in the midst of that. And I, I think what bothers me, and I'll let you guys touch on this. And I know the time is running on this, man, but this is some great stuff. I appreciate y'all, man. But I, I think about 
And this is something that I, I feel like we that are true believers of Christ, we have to stop. We, we can't keep feeding into. I think sometimes we feed the fire of unchristlike behavior, you know, with people that call themselves Christians, but may not be like we'll see somebody online or see somebody a celebrity or whatever, you know, doing all these crazy things. And even though we see that it doesn't line up with scripture or whatever, have you like, we'll, 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 we'll put that on God's tab. Like, Oh, that's why I don't, I don't mess with the church or, you know, that's why I don't believe in like, like I'll give you an example, you know, and I'm and I'm gonna let you brothers touch on this, you know, and the reason why, and I don't, and I don't bring up celebrities names much or, or, or people's names, but the reason why I want to bring this brother up is because I did a video on his situation when he got saved because it was a huge, or, you know, when he said he got saved because it was a huge debate of if he was saved and it was Kanye West. And the reason why I did the video, it wasn't really about him. I was just trying to tell the people, cause I, I seen people in the chat going crazy. I seen people arguing on Facebook and I was just trying to say to, to people is that we give everybody the same benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. If the drug dealer come into church that we know was selling drugs down the block, and he come in and get saved. We're not going to follow him around and be like, yo, is you really saved? Is you really saved? No, you give him the benefit of the doubt. You let God work on his behalf. And I was telling them, do I, because the whole point of the video wasn't to say if he was saved or not, because I don't know. You know, I know what he said, but I, like I was telling them, time will tell. God knows and time will tell. And I brought that up because recently he did like an interview and people were talking about it and I watched it and it was, it was sad to see he was talking crap. I'm talking about, it was insane. The stuff he was saying, you know, like, man, it was suck this. And it was just crazy, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I felt so bad because, you know, those are the type of situations that could, that may, you know, discourage people or, or make them feel like, oh, see, that's why I don't, but, but you know what? God is still going to hold him accountable because we have to know that, listen, we, you know, we try these things by the fruit. You know what I mean? If somebody is not lining up or they're doing something contrary, then we know that they, when they're not moving in the spirit of God, we see Jim Jones, you know, Jonestown, he was whipping people before they went over to, to, to where they went to like, you know, you got to understand, you know, what's God and what's not. But I just, I just wanted to say that to say, you know, sometimes we just feed into the unchristlike behavior. Like even with what I saw Kanye West doing and while, and once again, I'm not here to say if he's saved or not saved, if God working on him or not, I don't know. I don't even really follow his social medias like that at all, you know, but I heard everybody talking about it and I saw the interview was, was up and I checked it out. But, you know, how do you guys feel about that? You know, are we giving too much attention to people that say that they're saved and doing all this crazy stuff instead of really looking at, looking at it from a biblical standpoint and saying, listen, that doesn't look like the Christ I know, or that doesn't look like somebody that is exhibiting, you know, Christ's behavior. Paul says, follow, follow me as I follow after Christ. You know, mm -hmm. in other words, if I'm not doing, if you don't see me doing what Christ would be doing, then you shouldn't be following me. And that's another thing too, real quick, that, you know, we, we have to be mature enough to say, listen, I'm not judging this person, but if they're not doing the right thing, I'm not going to follow them into a burning building. You know, I just got to let them go about their business and pray for them. And hopefully they come back to where they need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I, when I hear that, it reminds me of a, 
a scripture uh, in James, I think it is, when James is talking about how um, if you see somebody coming to the congregation wearing like really fancy clothes or whatever, and you put them in the nice seat and you, you treat them like, you know, he's special. And then, you know, someone who comes in in their clothes is tattered and they don't look great. And you, you kind of sit them in the back or you put them in a, in a place, you know, relegated to the, to, to the undesirables or however you want to call it. <laughs> right. Like he, he was saying, when you do that, like you're being partial and this is evil. Like you should not be doing that. And w- what I see with this, this thing with Kanye West, um, whether or not he's a Christian, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, soon after uh, his conversion, <clears throat> he was uh, in a position to kind of lead services in people's congregation. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like Christian or not, you're not supposed to be, I don't think anyway, up there in the front right away. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you take a while to be discipled. Mm. And whether or not you're famous or rich or whatever you are, it doesn't really matter. When you become a Christian, you know, you you sit back and you learn. Yeah. Right. Paul Paul said like before he started preaching, he he was I think he went to Arabia for like three years or something like that. He checked with the apostles and whatnot. You know, he was vetted because he he when he began to preach he pre- he preached at the risk of his own life at his own peril right and so there was a lot that took place to kind of you know confirm his his ministry and and his you know ability to lead in any capacity mm. and so i think that i think that that's the most troubling part about the Kanye West story is i i just you know, yeah, you're a Christian, maybe, maybe not, not here to judge that, but you you shouldn't be leading, I think, so early in your walk. Mm. Um, and, and But it's obvious why he was. It's because of his name and his gift and popularity and, you know, what, what that might do for churches. You know, it's, it's sad. Mm. Yeah. T? Yeah, you know, I, I was going to, I'm just going to say kind of like this. Um, I'm going to try to, I guess, explain it from a natural perspective so people can understand. And then I'll, I'll give the uh, the spiritual aspect of it or from the from the, the, the perspective of the faith. Um, any Anytime you are uh, going into a particular um, profession that has, and this is a natural sense, a particular profession that has a, a, uh, a concentration, um, someone like a lawyer, um, who's going to practice law, a doctor, um, who's going to practice medicine, um, you know, or uh, a truck driver. Um, there are different, there are levels of education and things that you have to do to be able to prove that you are able to uh, do the job. You just can't wake up one day and say, you know what, today I'm going to be a doctor. I am gonna. I'm a doctor. I'm gonna practice medicine right now. I'm gonna go to the hospital and I'm gonna perform surgery. Never done it before. Never practiced it. Never been to school. Never done anything. But you know what? I feel like I want to be a doctor today, or a lawyer, or whatever the case may be. And so I use that as an analogy because in those professions, it takes time to learn the craft. It takes time to learn the skill, 
in order to practice um, what you are uh, professing to be or what you are desiring to be. The thing with the faith is it has those same levels of standards, right? That there is a standard of living. There's a standard of learning and understanding what it means to be a Christ follower. It doesn't happen always. It doesn't happen overnight. These are things that you have to learn and not only learn it, you have to learn how to apply it and put it into uh, a practice in in your uh, in your daily life in your daily lives. And sometimes this walk it takes it may take a lifetime of understanding and learning um, in order for you to truly understand what it takes to be a Christ follower, to be a Christian. And so when we look at the the situation with you know someone you know bringing up someone like um, you know Kanye West. Um, whether he is or isn't or is not trying or, or trying, I can't speak to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, kind of like you brothers br- brought out, um, you know, he began to do things that maybe he just wasn't prepared or even qualified to do because he's still young in the faith. If he really is in the faith, he's still young in the faith. There's a learning process. There's a growing process. There's a standard to the faith that I think a lot of people who just go to church don't truly understand because they don't take the time out to learn what it takes to um, to be a practitioner of the faith and what it what it means and, and what God requires of us to be able to hold up to these standards. And that is something that I had to learn even personally within myself. This is bigger than just going to church. This is bigger than just you know going to um, a Bible study or prayer or prayer meetings or being a part of an auxiliary or, you know, an usher or a deacon or even a preacher. Mm-hmm. This is bigger than all of that. This is, this is a life changing, a life altering, um, um, lifestyle. That is something that you have to put into practice every single day. And I'll use the scriptures, you know, when, 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 when Paul talks about, you know, I, I die daily. This is, of something that we constantly have to put in. You don't, you don't, you don't wake up one day and say, I'm a Christian. That's it. You know, you have to put this into practice every single day. What does it mean to follow Christ every single day? And the reason why it has to be a daily thing is because you're facing daily, you face the oppositions on a daily basis. And so, you know, you just can't, you just can't wake up just like you can't wake up today and say, you know what? Today I'm a doctor. Today that's it. I'm going to practice. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go in and do surgery right now. I feel like the, the the same thing applies to the faith. Yes, you can. You can give your life to Christ and say, you know, profess. Yes, today I'm a Christian. But then it's like now I have to put forth the effort to learn what it is to be a Christian, and you know what it takes to what it takes to to follow to follow the faith. And in order for you to do that, you have to spend time in God's word. You have to spend time in fasting and spend time in praying in order to truly understand what it takes to to bear the fruit of a Christian. Mm. It's just, this is not just, you know, a lip service. It's not just, you know, what we say um, with our mouths, because we go back, we go back to the scripture where he says in the word, he says, you, 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 um, you praise me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Mm. And so you have a lot of people who are professing with their mouths, 
but their lives, their hearts, their way of living, their thinking does not line up with the with the with their profession of the faith because they may not truly understand what it what it means because they haven't taken time to learn and put it into practice. And so when you when you see someone like and I don't care I don't care who you are, you know, you know what your social status, your economic status is, this is a process that we all have to go through as followers because the reality is it's a learning it's a learning process because we're constantly in opposition. The Bible tells the the the, the flesh and the the spirit are always at war with each other. They're, they're enemies of each other. Mm-hmm. So this is a constant battle for us. Not even we're not even talking about the external opposition, just the opposition within yourself. Every single day, you have to fight against a flesh that hates the creator, a flesh that hates God and grow in the spirit that loves God. This is a this is eternal and an, an internal internal war every single day. We're not even going to deal with the external uh, oppositions that you have to deal with. We're not going to deal we're not even talking about, you know, Satan's oppositions, you know, we're not talking about, you know, devils and demons and and, and demonic entities that you got just your internal self mm. on a day-to-day basis. The fight that you got to deal with on a day-to-day basis, it truly takes you Understanding God's word and being a practitioner of a faith just to overcome that. Now, 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 once you, if you're able to overcome that, now you got to deal with the external stuff. Now you got to deal with the hate. Now you got to deal with the, the demons and the devils and those types of oppositions. That's a whole nother warfare by itself. And so this is bigger than just, I'm a Christian because I say it. No, I'm a Christian because I'm learning to live it. I'm learning to walk in it. I'm learning to be a practitioner of the faith and and to know what God's word says and what God requires of me to be able to truly say I am a Christian. Just like a practitioner of a the practitioner of a, of a, you know the doctor or the lawyer, the work, the effort, the time, the energy, the sacrifice that you have to put in to be able to say I am a doctor. I have the qualifications to say I am a lawyer. I have the I have the credentials to say, you know, I am this because I I have the time. I have the experience. I have the the the, the work ethic. I have all of these things put in. I have the education. I have all this put into place to prove that I am who I say that I am. That that those rules apply to the faith just like that. I am a Christian because I spend time in his word. I'm learning. I'm putting into practice. I'm learning about holiness. I'm learning about righteousness. I'm learning about denying my faith. I'm learning about loving my brother. I'm learning about giving and providing for those who are in need. I'm learning about praying. I'm learning about the gifts of the spirit, laying hands on people, casting out devils. I'm learning about these things and I'm putting it into practice and I am believing um, I'm believing what I am learning so that I can truly say that I am a Christ follower. Mm. Mm. No, man, y'all, y'all made some great points, man. And, and, you know, when you, when you see that, you know, just, just on, on, oh man, just so many great points that you both made, but just from the favoritism, um, aspect of things where, you know, you're right. This, everything works the same. Everything is, is information. We become who we become through information, you know, from, from taking in that information and God's word, like you said, it's the same way as, as, you know, I, I look at my wife, you know, being a respiratory therapist and, 
you know, the studying that she did just to get to that point. And even now with furthering her school, sometimes staying up all night and going to work the next day without going to sleep, like, you know, that's a lot of information she's taken in, you know, to do that job because that's something that she loves to do. And it's the same way with being saved. Like we, we have to constantly strive to surround ourselves with the right information though is the key, you know, Mm -hmm. because what's happening is, you know, and unfortunately, you know, somebody like a Kanye, and like I said, we brought that situation up just to kind of make a point, nothing personal against him because none of us know exactly where we are. Obviously we see some behavior that isn't Christ-like and we pray that, you know, that somebody around them, you know, as we all pray for them, will be able to say, listen, nah, that's not the way to go about it. Or you need to go ahead and sit your behind down and just relax and take in God's word. Because unfortunately, these people that's supposed to be loving on him that have these churches, like Christian was saying, you know, they just looking for opportunity. It's just opportunity. Look at how. And, I, and once again, we're not going to bring up no names. But I remember one pastor. He used them for opportunity, but then when it didn't go his way, he, he tried to put Kanye away. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, so it's like everybody that's out here claiming to be Christ is bringing us right back full circle. Everybody that's claiming to be a Christ follower is not necessarily that. But once again, guys, we're not here trying to get you to try to figure out. Cause I think that's another huge problem. People trying to figure out who's not a Christ follower. These exposed videos people are making. This one is fake. That one is fake. I don't think you necessarily need to do that. Yes. The Bible talks about the wheat and the tares. You know what I mean? And Jesus was like, listen, let them grow up together. When the time come, they will be separated, you know, but if you keep trying to uproot them, uproot the tares, you're going to mess around and pull up some of the wheat as well. So you got to be very careful. And that's why I'm very careful. And I rarely bring up anybody's name. Not that, you know, not because I I don't see things that I don't agree with. And I'll be like, well, that's not biblical. That's not scripture. That's wrong. That's sin. That's not judging. Let's, you know, let's put that out there because people, they say, oh, don't judge me. Well, if you're doing something wrong and it's going against the word and we know it to be a fact and somebody say something to you, that's not judging. Judging would yeah. be, yo, you going to hell. Like, you you know more good. God is done with you. That's judging. Because I don't have a right to say that because I don't know what kind of mercy God is going to show you. But if you sinning and I know that you're doing something for a fact and God touches my heart to say something to you or leaves me, that's not judging. That's yeah. letting you know, listen, you're going against the word and you playing a dangerous game. It could end up being condemnation or, you know, hell, you know, hell in the end. But I can't mm-hmm. say that that's going to be your destiny, but I'm here to try to make sure that you don't keep down that road. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I yeah. know we've been on for a while, but I'm going to just I wanted you guys to close with this. I mean, it, I mean, it's so much more we could say about this. But like I said, I really wanted you guys on because I wanted to, you know, everybody that's listening, everybody that's supporting. And I appreciate you guys. I really do to hear other, you know perspectives on this which is it's all still the same perspective but just hear other brothers talk about this because this is the thing that I felt in church I hadn't that that I hadn't seen that I felt like you know I need to see like I I feel like we can't everything can't be like monologue it got to be dialogue Right, right, right. You know, like we got to really have a dialogue with the people. And that's why I love this right here, because, you know, you guys are listening. We just dialogue and we just chopping it up with you. Like, listen, be aware of what's going on around you. 
you know, do a self-evaluation. I love that scripture and I bring it up all the time. Psalm 19 and 14, it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I love that because that's holding ourselves accountable. When he says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, meditation means spiritual introspection. Introspection is self-analysis, self-examination, soul surgeon. So he's not putting everything on the Lord. He like, listen, let me see myself the way I truly am and, and, and make sure that I'm seeing myself the way you see me. So that way, if I'm not right, I can strive to do the things to get right. And that's what this podcast is all about right now. The one that we're having now and just what it's all about in general is really us just staying the course, you know, and finishing the course. Like Paul said, you know, keeping the faith and finishing the course. But the last thing I wanted you guys to address, man, and and let me say this again. Thank you, brothers, man, for for being on. This has been really encouraging to me. I, I could talk with y'all brothers all day long, which sometimes we do, you know, through various, <laughs> <laughs> through various devices and apps and, you know, but right. um, last thing I want to say, and I think both of you kind of addressed this a little bit, but I wanted you to kind of take us out and just really hone in on this. Like, what are some of, you know, what are some ways we can help people to understand that every person in the pulpit, every person with a turn back collar, every person that calls themselves a pastor or a Christian just might not be who they say they are. Like, how do we help them to understand that without making them, you know, pretty much condemn that person and say, Oh, I, I seen them make all these mistakes they, they're finished, but, you know, just finding that strength to say, well, you know what, maybe I just need to not mess with this individual right now. Like, how do we get that point across without doing more damage? And what I mean by that is, you know, look at some of the damage that has been done with these exposed videos and people yeah. making division between churches and preachers and, you know, things of that nature. You know, the one thing I, I would say um, is, you know, to people who are listening, and I'm glad you brought that up because that, that was actually on my 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 thought when you started talking about the, um, you know, the exposing videos and the, you know, it's like you starting to see more and more preachers and pastors spending more time uh, making videos about, you know, calling somebody out than any, than anything else. Um, you know, here's, here's the thing, here's the bottom line. And uh, you kind of, you, you mentioned this earlier. Um, every, everyone who, who says they are of the Lord, everyone who says they are of God is not. I think what is important for um, believers to 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 spend more time in in doing is really searching the Lord and searching the Scriptures and really communing with the Holy Ghost on the requirements, right? What God requires us to do, and then you're just seeing the fruits of the people. And here's here's the thing: there are some people who are in pulpits who are just downright devils. We know that, um, but then there are some people who are just unlearned novice and maybe are not ready to be in a position that they're in. And so the mm-hmm. errors of their ways is really not a, 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 a heart issue, but really a head issue. Mm-hmm. And so maybe just being in that ministry is not good for you to be in that ministry because maybe they just, they're just unlearned or need to learn or need to be sat and be, and being taught. They have great intentions, but they just may not be ready to be in that position. Um, and so that's why for, for, and then you could just be in a ministry that is just completely flourishing, great leadership, you know, powerful ministry, the evidence of God there. The reality is this, whatever, wherever you find yourself, you are still responsible for your own growth and your own relationship with the Lord. And if you find yourself in a place where 
um, you can you can directly see that the fruit it does not belong to the Lord. I recommend you get out of there. Um, if you find yourself in a place where it's just someone who's unlearned, you have a decision to make. You know, if you're if you're not if you're not going to be in a position to help with the growth, then you may want to find some place to go where you can continue to 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 grow and and to and to participate in a, in a ministry um, that is you know doing the right thing for for you know for the kingdom. Um, but at the end of the day, your walk with God is your walk with God, and so. Um, if you are in a place where you're not comfortable, you're not happy, you don't see the growth or, or you're just seeing things are totally opposite, then you got to seek God for, for where you need to be. And, and I, and I tell everybody this under, under the ministry I'm in, uh, ministry I came from, everyone has a, a responsibility to kingdom work, everybody. And so regardless of who you are, who you think you are, who you think you're not, Everyone has a responsibility and a call on their lives for something in the service of the Lord. And so if you're not in a position where you're being utilized or you're being you're able to grow or you're you're able to uh, to express the gift that God has given you then where where you are, then, you know, maybe you should seek the Lord to, to move on to somewhere else. But everyone, everyone, I don't believe that anyone who has come to the faith is supposed to just be sitting. Everyone is supposed to be working and supposed to be doing something for um, for the kingdom. And you should be in a place where that gift is being um, edified, that gift is being cultivated in order for you to, to, to bring forth the fruit that God has invested in you for the greater of somebody else. Um, I personally won't, I don't, I don't like getting caught up and this in this division and calling out people. And I remember for and I'm close here. I remember for a little while I found myself being caught up in that, in that, looking to, you know, call people out, looking to expose. And God began to deal with me about that very, very harshly because, you know, you we spend more time calling people out than actually calling people to Christ. Mm. And the focus point should be on the gospel. And God is going to deal with, and again, there, like you mentioned, there's some things that you just, just blatant. Yeah. There's some things we just look, it's, if it's wrong, it's just wrong. And that's what it is. But I feel like now there's so much division and strife and, um, and, and there's a, there's a script, there's a scripture in, in, in Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs six. And it talks about the six things that God hates and the seventh is an abomination. And the seventh thing is God, the, the seventh thing that's an abomination to God is he who sows discord among brethren, among mm. brothers. And so we have to be very, very careful because if you, if we, if we are a part of that discord, a part of that division, the Bible makes it very clear. This is an abomination in the sight of God. Mm. And I've now found myself spending more time praying for people than anything. And that's the thing. If there, if there is an error somewhere, are we spending time praying for that person? If we have direct contact with that person, are we are we actually ministering to that person? Are we actually, you know, trying to help that person to grow and to see where they are? Or are we just talking about them, you know, dragging them down, dragging their ministries down? So at the end of the day, your walk with God, you're responsible for your walk. You're responsible for the ministry that God has assigned to you, that is assigned to your life. And if there's if if we are in a position where we're seeing errors. If we can't directly connect with that person to minister to them, let's pray for them. And I'll just leave it like that. Amen. A um, lot of good stuff there um, from Terrence. Um, 
I, for me, I, I guess I would I would just point the person to uh, you know scriptures. I mean, the, the scripture is full of men and women of God, um, particularly men uh, who were not perfect. You know, who who made mistakes. Um, you know, you can't get through the Old Testament, you know, without stumbling across, you know, people, you know, on almost every page who, you know, have flaws. Um, but, you know, the sum total of their life, you, you see that their heart is in the right place. I think Terrence was talking about people being unlearned. You know, maybe they, you know, they're, they're, they're um, learning how to pastor. And you might be in a situation where you're there to hold them them up and to help them, you know, because, you know, all pastors, you know, starting their ministries and you know, they're not fully polished and they're not a finished product and they're going to make mistakes along the way, um, just like many other people in the Bible we see. But, you know, if you understand that maybe, you know, you're supposed to be there, you're the Holy Spirit, maybe is leading you to be there to help out, just like Terrence was saying, like, you know, maybe you have a gift that can add to the, uh, you know, the, the experience there to, to help, you know, strengthen the church, then you want to hang in there, you know, and you want to, you want to support that person. Um, I'm also in agreement w- with Terrence. If you're in a situation where, um, you know, growth is not happening for you, or maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's just, you know, time for you to, to move somewhere where God wants you. I, I think, um, for me, decisions like that, whether or not to stay or leave, is something I, I talk to God about and really want the, the Holy Spirit to speak to my heart and let me know, you know, what the next move is. Um, you know, we see Paul in his ministry, he he bounced around a lot, mm-hmm. right? Like he went from place to place when, when the job was done. He might stay in place, you know, for a week. Or he might play, stay in a place for years at a time before he before he moved on but i'm sure uh when he decided to move uh he he was being led by the holy spirit he was depending on the spirit of god to to tell him where to go and and that's it you know and if god is telling you to leave someplace doesn't mean that the the people there are bad and god is trying to save you from the evil that exists there or something like that it could just be you know it's time for you to help another part of the body of christ strengthen another part of the body of christ so we, we want to be careful not to, you know, to judge and condemn. Uh, we know, uh, you know, that, that, you know, God doesn't have any perfect people to, to use, right? Every, everybody that, that uh, he uses is broken in some way, shape or form. Um, we, we do want to, you know, be discerning as well. You know, we see people doing blatantly unbiblical things. Um, you know, the Bible does actually, we don't see a lot of this taking place, but we do have a command to, to, uh, bring that to our brothers and sisters to, to tell them about the wrong. Um, Jesus says, you know, if you you find a brother or sister in a fault and, you know, you go to them, you talk to them about it. If it's not resolved, you get another witness, you bring them, you talk to them again. If it's not resolved, you go before the congregation. And um, if at, at that point that person still refuses to change, um, Jesus tells us, you know, that that there, sh- there should be some so- sort of uh, separation at that point. I mean, I'm opening up another can of worms there, but uh, <laughs> but the point 
but but the point is um we are not to ignore when people are not walking in the right way yeah um you know but there's a way that we want to handle it you know we never want to get to a place where we're just acting like we're above other people we're better than them and i can't i can't stay here because you know it's like no let's talk to god about it and let's let's do everything in love um because that's what christ would want us to do amen amen and and both of those points that you guys made you know i think they're so key because in order to make those types of decisions you know you have to you know like terence said you have to be responsible for your learning and your building your relationship with Christ. Because a lot of times what we see is a lot of people don't realize what's happening to them or that this is David Koresh or this is Jim Jones Mm -hmm. because they're not really reading for themselves. They're really just taking these individuals at their word. And that's what we're saying tonight, guys, is that, you know, read your word, get in your word. That's what we're constantly preaching and trying to stand on the rooftop and yell, like, don't just listen to me. You know, even some of the things we said, some scriptures we quoted, go look those up. Like, that's very Mm -hmm. important because this is how you begin to identify, you know, with who you are connected to. Because like both of them said, you know, you may be connected to somebody that just isn't really learned or doesn't really quite know how to pastor. But at least if you know how to go behind them and check, you can tell if it's a wolf in sheep's clothing or it's just somebody, you know, you know, striving to learn and grow, you know, as they go. You know, and mm-hmm. and and you're able to 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 know if you know they're marring the scriptures on purpose. And and look, we don't we're not saying that somebody should just be up preaching and just saying anything, and it's okay if they're a good person. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is, as you build your relationship with Christ, a lot of these things will begin to be evident. And not only will you be able to say, "Yes, I am a real follower of Christ," but you will you'll at least be able to identify with those that are not necessarily going the way or striving to go the way that you're going or those that are. And it's super important in this day and time that we make sure that we are not on that broad path because, you know, they dress it up real nice and they make it look real good. But I just want to say, guys, thank you. I appreciate you guys. And listen, we're going to have your information in the description so that people can connect with you guys. But just in case for those that may not go to the description to, to check it out, um, you know, if you guys can let, you know, let the people know where they can come and see what you're doing in ministry, where they can follow you and just see some of the things that you're doing. And then we'll close out after that. Yeah, for me, uh, this is uh, uh, Pastor Christian Rose. I am on YouTube, mostly uh, Worship Word Witness. You can find, uh, you know, videos there, um, sermons, Bible study, um, uh, Bible studies with me and my wife. Um, yeah, and, and that's where we're, we're posting most of uh, ministry-related things. Um, and, you know, that's that's where you can find us. Worship Word Witness on YouTube. That's the channel. Um, I'm, I'm Pastor Terrence Matthews of Jesus Tabernacle. Um, we actually have, um, we're in a process of, uh, physically building three locations. Um, I'm actually located in Baltimore, Maryland. Our senior pastor, uh, Pastor Sean Jackson is in, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and also, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. 
And so we can be found also on on Facebook and on YouTube um, uh, under the under Jesus Tabernacle um, ATL, or we can be found on Instagram. We are Jesus Tabernacle ATL. So the original uh, the original relaunch of the church was out of our Atlanta um, uh, campus, and we've been building from there. So we can be found again, Jesus Tab Jesus either Jesus Tabernacle ATL on. Uh, YouTube and Facebook, or we are Jesus Tabernacle ATL on um, Instagram. And so we uh, we have services um, live every Sunday. Uh, we also have midweek mid inspirations and Bible studies also as well. And so we're looking to continue to grow um, the ministries in these three different locations. Uh, right now we are primarily virtual, um, but we are looking to uh, get uh, some our physical locations launched, hopefully, and prayerfully very soon. Praise the Lord, man. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you guys once again for joining me. It's been truly a blessing. Every time I chop it up with you guys, it's been a blessing. And just from hearing the testimonies and comments on some of the videos, it's been blessing, you know, the listeners as well. So thank you guys once again you know, for joining me and just chopping it up with us. And all of you that are listening, man, I just appreciate you all tuning in as well. Listen, we're going to keep these types of conversations going. Prayerfully, I'm going to have the brothers back on. There's so many other different topics to be talked about, and prayerfully, we can do that with you guys. But guess what? We're getting ready to head out of here. Know that we love you guys, and until the next time we hop on the podcast together, Shalom.